Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm Jason Kong, and I always have the pleasure at this time of being here with Bill Alexander. Bill, how are you doing today? Oh, Jason, I'm, I am doing much better than I deserve. Uh, <laughs> life is good. That's what I like to hear, especially when you have a, a busy week ahead of you. You've got your webinars happening this week, happening actually on Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Well, the most important thing uh, for, for me to remind all the husbands out there and uh, those uh, maybe who are not married but they have girlfriends, then, you know, th- th- they better remember Valentine's Day. And, and of course, our webinars being the second Wednesday of each month just happens this this year to fall on Valentine's Day. So if you remember Valentine's Day, you'll remember that our webinars uh, are that day as well. And so uh, that could be something. Uh, certainly our webinars are worth attending uh, and can can be significantly important to families. Uh, and, and quite frankly, uh, uh, from my perspective, whether folks are interested in learning about uh, Medicaid and long-term care and, and how to acquire uh, eligibility for, for Medicaid and some of the other benefit uh, programs out there, VA programs, uh, special assistance, uh, or how all of that works together or doesn't work together, um, it, very helpful to know that for folks, uh, but particularly for our seniors. Uh, and asset protection is important to everyone. And so, you know, the, in the afternoon, we, we have our webinar on asset protection planning. Um, and I, I want to be able to talk a, a few things today, uh, not only about the legal things to be thinking about as it relates to financial assistance for uh, Medicaid, uh, but also things we need to be thinking about as it relates to asset protection. Wonderful. And just very quickly, for those who would like to attend the webinars, you can go online to wgalaw.com. There you can click on the seminars button at the top of the page. It's free to register, free to attend. Again, these are happening this Wednesday covering the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. Zero cost to attend, zero cost to register. This is a wonderful educational opportunity for you to learn more from the team at WG Alexander and Associates. Again, go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button at the top of the page to register or call 919-256-7000, Bill, you know, there's always so much to talk about when it comes to long-term care assistance or asset protection and trust planning. I know you, you even have a hard time keeping it strictly to your uh, to your webinars, keeping the, those in a in a decent amount of time because there is a lot of information packed in. Well, that's that's the truth. And uh, last Sunday, I had the pleasure of of teaching a very active uh, Sunday school class at Hayes Barton United Methodist Church. A wonderful church, wonderful people wonderful Sunday school class, and they were interested in estate planning and what documents were. uh, And actually, everyone who asked questions during that uh, 
uh, hour, uh, they they really ask some good questions, and and um, so actually, what I can do today is is talk a little bit about what I talked about uh, with that with that group, and uh, and to uh, actually ask some of the questions to myself that that they did. Uh, but uh, uh, quite frankly, what I started with was what documents uh, are important for estate planning. And, and there are six basic documents, legal documents. Uh, and of course, uh, they can differ from one attorney to another, or some folks don't even go to an attorney, but you get what you pay for, really. Uh, you got to watch out uh, for those kind of things because... When you don't go to an experienced attorney, uh, you, you don't get the kind of advice about what can uh, be done for you, depending on what your circumstances are. And there's so many differences that, that make a huge difference. So I would encourage folks, whether they come to W.G. Alexander or, uh, and Associates or not, to find an experienced attorney who can give them good advice about estate planning. But what are those six basic documents? Well, a last will and testament. If you don't have a last will and testament, uh, then, then unfortunately the, the state has a plan for the distribution of, of your uh, estate. And it's not the thing that most people would think would happen. In other words, most folks think everything goes to your spouse. Well, that's not true if you have children. In fact, the state plan divides property between your spouse and your children when you don't have a will. But a will allows you, uh, and if you don't have a will, then it becomes more expensive to administer your estate. Uh, and you don't get to choose who the person is who administers your estate. So a, a will is far better than not having a will. And, and of course, one of the things I always caution people about is the fact that uh, a will uh, today becomes almost a cleanup document because so many people are encouraged to um, sign beneficiary designations at their bank or at, through their investment advisor uh, or the like. And of course, a lot of married couples will have their accounts set up jointly with rights of survivorship. And of course, their retirement accounts have a beneficiary designation. And if they have life insurance, it has a beneficiary designation. So with a married couple, oftentimes there's very little that needs to be administered uh, when the first spouse dies. Now, the second spouse is much more complicated, but the first uh, spouse, that death can generally be pretty easy for the survivor to, to take care of things. But um, so there's two things. Number one, having a will is important and having it the way you want it with appointing the people that you want to administer things and to divide things the way you want it divided. But it's also important to make sure that whatever you've done at the bank or with your investment advisor and your retirement account and your life insurance is consistent with what you want because uh, the will... 
does not take priority, and a lot of folks think it does. The, the will is a cleanup document uh, for everything that's not already distributed by other means, if, if, if you get right down to it. But even if you have a trust, you need a will. So um, now, I, I need to talk about some of the other things and uh, as it relates to the other documents, because I, I know we need to take a break. We will get to those other documents in just a bit. Don't forget, WGALaw.com is where you can go to register for the free webinars happening this Wednesday, February 14th. That's also where you can go if you want to schedule some time to speak with an elder law attorney. Maybe you want to get some of these documents set up on your own, or maybe you've done this decades in the past and you need to have them reviewed and you've never had them reviewed by an elder law attorney. Get a hold of W.G. Alexander and Associates. Go to WGALaw.com or call 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. We're taking a quick break, but we'll be back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to register for the free webinars happening this Wednesday, February 14th. These are put on by WG Alexander and Associates the second Wednesday of every month. And we're at about that time this Wednesday, February 14th. They will be putting on their free webinars, and they have two of them. The morning session is dedicated to long-term care assistance. This is extremely helpful for anyone who might be in a long-term care crisis, whether it's you or a loved one, or you know maybe this is something that you're worried about down the road. Get some helpful information when it comes to government assistance, when it comes to paying for the extravagant costs of long-term care. It is uh, just astronomical how much long-term care can cost. So find some information. This deals with Medicaid, VA benefits, all forms of financial assistance that most families can qualify for. Or if you're interested in learning more about asset protection and trust planning, sign up for the afternoon session. All you have to do is go to WGALaw.com, click on that seminars button at the top of the page, and register. It's free to do so. There's no cost associated with attending the webinars. Just a wonderful way for you to learn some helpful information. Bill, I'm here with you right now, Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander, and we are having a discussion on the six key documents when it comes to estate planning. Well, I'm, you know, I first mentioned how important the last will and testament is. Uh, the, the second, and oftentimes an extraordinarily important document, is one that you hope you never need, and that's your general durable power of attorney. And for our seniors, I always recommend an enhanced general durable power of attorney, but only for those who are fortunate enough to have a trusted person that they can appoint that they never have to worry about being taken advantage of. Now, normally that's going to be your spouse or it's going to be a trustworthy child. 
Sometimes you're lucky enough to have more than one. But the fact is, is that you would never give an enhanced general durable power of attorney to someone that you could not, that you had to worry about in terms of, of taking advantage of you or taking advantage of your of their siblings or anyone else because it's important that you appoint a trustworthy person because you're giving them authority to mess with your with your bank account and with your investments and and your real estate and and the like so it, it's extremely important but the fact is is that most folks do not have an enhanced general durable power of attorney. These are powers of attorney that that elder law attorneys generally do for their clients, but oftentimes other attorneys are not really familiar with why an enhanced power of attorney is important. And so they give you a, a, a power of attorney that's far more limited in scope. Now, the problem is, is most of the other powers of attorney don't work if you're trying to do asset protection planning. That's where the difference comes in. I mean, even the basic things in terms of asset protection, the ability to transfer real estate from one spouse to the other spouse, uh, most powers of attorney, if they're not enhanced, do not allow you to do that. Or the ability to, to create or amend a revocable trust or, or to create an irrevocable trust if one is appropriate in, in your circumstances. So the point is, is the general durable power of attorney is an extraordinarily important document. You hope that you will always be lucid and competent and be able to sign documents where your agent will never have a thing to do. But the fact is, is that we're not all that lucky. Sometimes there are times in our lives where somebody else needs to step forward, someone you've chosen to do it for you, and that you know that the result will be a good result for you and your family. Now, what else is there? Well, there are four other documents, and three of them are, are actually healthcare documents. Uh, and of course, it's a pretty rare person who never has a situation uh, where an agent is not needed to be on call. And that's through your healthcare power of attorney, where you can appoint the person who is likely to make healthcare decisions consistent with what you would want for yourself and uh, be, have your authority to make any kind of healthcare decision that would be appropriate. Uh, so that can be really important. Uh, then the Advanced Directive for Natural Death is an important document. It's also called a living will. These actually are not used that often, even in the hospital, but this is where you're, you're in a hopeless situation where you would not want the hospital to use extraordinary means to keep your body going when there's no hope for you to have uh, any kind of meaningful existence. Uh, it might be because you're on your deathbed anyway. It might be because you're unconscious and, and the doctors believe you'll never regain consciousness. Uh, or it may be because you uh, suffer from advanced dementia, where you don't know your own name and you don't recognize your spouse or your children. 
Or it could be that you suffer from a substantial loss of cognitive ability, not, not related to dementia, uh, but that's typically known as a persistent vegetative state. Well, I mean, who wants to be kept alive where your body is still going uh, and you're in a hospital bed and, you, you know, basically no good for anybody? Um, that most of us w- would want uh, any of those uh, extraordinary means taken away at that to l- let us pass on uh, under those circumstances. So that's what the advanced directive is for. And then the third medical document is one that's required, but it's required by federal law. So there are folks that don't prepare these. And it's for HIPAA purposes, you know, which is a, a federal law that basically doesn't allow medical providers to tell you anything uh, unless you have a release uh, that's been signed. So uh, most of us, you want to make sure your agent has the ability to talk to your doctors and oftentimes other family members. So that can be an important document, and it is required. And then the last, the sixth document that can be important is the digital release. And if you haven't had your documents updated in the last five years, you probably don't have a digital release. But the fact is, digital releases are, are super important today because all of your bank records and your investment records, um, it's almost always all digital now. But it also includes emails and Facebook pages and anything else that you have on your computer or your smartphone that's digital. And having a trust, your trusted agent being able to use your username and passwords lawfully and properly uh, is very important. Oftentimes you want your children to be able to pay your, your bills online and things like that. Well, they really should have a digital release in order to do those things. Something to keep in mind. It's not just a matter of writing out your password and sharing that with someone. You do need to make sure that they have the right legal authority to do so. Make sure you've got your legal documents set up. Make sure you've got that estate planning set. If you would like to speak with an elder law attorney, either have your documents set up or reviewed, go to WGALaw.com. It's easy to book an appointment and find information about speaking with someone on the team at WG Alexander and Associates. You can also find information at WGALaw.com about their free webinars happening this Wednesday, February 14th. Learn more about long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. The webinars are free to attend and there's no cost. It's a wonderful educational opportunity. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page to learn more. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. 
WGALaw.com is where you can go to find information about WG Alexander and Associates, as well as find information about their free webinars happening this Wednesday, February 14th. These are done the second Wednesday of every month. And if you would like to learn more about long-term care assistance, you know someone who is dealing with a long-term care issue, this is a great opportunity to learn about financial assistance available for those who are dealing with a long-term care crisis. There's also a session dedicated to asset protection and trust planning. If either of those are of interest to you, highly recommend that you sign up now. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the Seminars button, and register for free. There's no cost to attend the webinar. Sign up now, WGALaw.com. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander and Bill Speaking of long-term care, that is a very expensive proposition. Well, one of the questions that was asked of me on Sunday was, do we need long-term care insurance? Why do we need long-term care insurance? What's it all about? And quite frankly, for those, now I will say this, it's unfortunate because long-term care uh, insurance is relatively expensive. Uh, and frankly, the people who need it most are those who cannot afford it. Uh, okay, but why do we need long-term care insurance? Well, the fact is, is that um, the, the, the reason we need long-term care insurance is to fill in the gaps. I mean, frankly, many of us can, with help, uh, because we, you know, at Alexander and Associates, we help folks all the time, middle-class families, to get on Medicaid. But that is when they need nursing facility care. And the fact is, that's the one time that none of us want to go to a nursing home. Okay, so... If you're not going to a nursing home and you need care, what are the alternatives? Well, most of us, if we can do it, we want to stay at home. But worst case, if we can't stay at home, then typically we go to assisted living, assisted living facility. And if if our memory is shot, you know, if we have Alzheimer's or other kinds of dementias, then oftentimes we'll eventually need memory care. Well, the fact is, is while most of us can actually get on Medicaid with some help, professional help, uh, most of us are will be ineligible for any kind of financial assistance for assisted living or memory care or home care. So that's where long-term care insurance comes to bat and and pays for itself many many times over but the problem is is that the initial sticker shock is is pretty tough on folks and a lot of folks w- will not get it because they deem it to be too expensive but uh, again long-term care prices are just skyrocketing and getting higher and higher and there are very few folks who can actually afford the cost of home care or even assisted living care. And actually, home care in your home uh, can be far more expensive than assisted living or even memory care. 
And for many folks, uh, long-term care expenses can easily be four to five thousand to ten to twelve thousand dollars a month or more, uh, depending on what the needs are and the circumstances. And there are very few families that can actually afford that without eventually running out of money. Um, so yes, long-term care insurance uh, can be extremely helpful and if and if if you ask well bill do you have long-term care insurance yeah damn right i do i mean i have really good long-term care insurance for myself and my wife uh it's a cadillac policy quite frankly um but and they don't underwrite that policy anymore long-term care policies have changed over the years uh, the older policies are actually the best policies, uh, uh, but there's, it's still important to cover that gap where you can't get. Now, there are families, you know, that have so much income and, and so much property that they don't really need long-term care insurance because their income will, could cover ten or $15,000 a month, and it, and it just be a drop in the bucket to them. Now, there are not many of us who are that fortunate. So the rest of us are the ones who actually need uh, long-term care insurance, uh, quite frankly. Now, I, I would tell folks that, uh, now, when, when do you get long-term care insurance? The best time to get it is in your 40s and early 50s. Uh, and that's even earlier than it used to be. I mean, a lot of, t you know, in years past, folks would say, well, s sometime in your mid-50s or so, you should. But the fact is, is that it, uh, in, for many companies, you don't get a break for getting it earlier than 40. And most of us are in excellent health at age 40 to 50. In other words, we, we haven't had issues with our, our heart or cancer or uh, uh, other things that would make us in, uninsurable. Because as we get older, sometimes we've, we have a health crisis that we recover from, but we're not insurable after that. We can't get life insurance. We can't get long-term care insurance because of a of, uh, situation of, of health. Uh, and then the other, uh, but the but the other reason it is the premiums are less the earlier we get it, uh, and quite frankly, all the studies have shown that a person who gets it early gets the insurance early, will pay less over their lifetime for the insurance than someone who might get the insurance in their early 60s. And of course, if you're in your 60s you have to be in perfect health or they'll deny coverage. And so, you know, now, if you, uh, the, uh, there are some parameters with long-term care insurance that can be important. For me, uh, there's always an elimination period. And I recommend 90 days of elimination because that's something that most of us can actually afford and make that work. And the, you know, if you get shorter than 90 days, it increases your premium significantly. And if you get longer than 90 days, then sometimes it might get difficult to where you can actually start bringing down uh, and getting your long-term care coverage. So you, you need a 
sort of a middle-of-the-road elimination period. Uh, and then you can factor in what your retirement income should be. Uh, but the fact is, is that long-term care expenses are getting more and more and more. So from my perspective, uh, you should you should have whatever you get, you, you should have an inflation rider to it. Uh, the best ones are 5%, but the fact is that 5% per year compounded. Uh, but the fact is, is that that raises your premium. So, uh, but, but typically you can get maybe a 3% inflation rider at a reasonable cost. And it's important to have that inflation rider. Because right now, most folks should have something in the, at least... 200 to $250 a day in terms of coverage, if not more than that. So, uh, and that, if they, uh, they may want more and have less of an inflation rider, but that's why it gets expensive and it is confusing, but it's important. I would suggest anybody uh, should look at it and at least price it out. And if you decide it's too expensive for you, so be it. But it's a, a, a business decision as to whether to actually get it. And you always want to make sure that whatever you get, if you get, if you get the insurance while you're still working, that you can afford it once you retire. Because, you know, it doesn't do you any good to have it for 10 years and then have to, to not be covered anymore because you can't afford the premiums. You got some really good questions from that group you spoke with, Bill, and uh, I'm glad that we were able to help inform the audience today because long-term care insurance is something that we don't often hear about, but it is very important, and I'm glad we were able to work that into our discussion here today. If you want to attend the free webinars happening this Wednesday, February 14th, be sure to go to WGALaw.com. Click on the seminars button at the top of the page. It's free to register. Pick which session you would like to attend. The morning session deals with long-term care assistance, the afternoon session with asset protection and trust planning. Go to WGALaw.com. Click on that seminars button to register. There's no cost to register. It's free to do so. We hope to see you this Wednesday. Taking a quick break, and we'll be right back. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be right back after this. Listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Go to WGALaw.com to register for their free webinars happening this Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day. You can go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button, and from there you can register for either the morning session, which deals with long term care. Uh, assistance, financial assistance for those who are dealing with a long-term care crisis. And the afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning. There's no cost to attend the webinars. You get to learn more from the team at WG Alexander and Associates with some very helpful information for you for some subjects that can quite often be filled with a lot of misinformation, especially Medicaid, if you're looking for 
a helpful resource. I highly encourage you to sign up and register for the webinars. Now, Bill, this program re-airs Tuesday evenings on WPTF, and I'm wondering if someone is in a panic right now because I just mentioned that tomorrow is Valentine's Day. Could someone, you know, quickly register for the webinars and say, you know, I got so caught up in our future and our no, our marriage, uh, you know, this this was the real Valentine's Day gift that I had planned for you. Uh, well, I, I hope people would do better than actually signing up for the <laughs> webinar, at least as it relates to Valentine's Day. Uh, but at the same time, sure, if somebody uh, learns of our webinar on Tuesday evening, uh, they can sign up. Uh, Wednesday morning if they you know they just have to go online to do it it's not hard to do at all very quick and would encourage people to do that and of course our first webinar um, is at 10 30 on uh, Wednesday morning uh, and our uh, and that's the one that's on long-term care planning Medicaid VA benefits and the like and and then at two o'clock is when we do the asset protection webinar uh, so, you know, for somebody who learned, depends on which one they want to go to. And, and the crazy thing is occasionally people sign up for both. And uh, while, I, I mean, I don't think I could do that, but yeah, you know, it's the kind of thing where folks like to learn and folks are welcome to do that if, if they wish. But, uh, you know, signing up on Wednesday morning is perfectly fine. It, it, for the webinar, we don't have any problem with inviting more, more people. So it's not, not an issue at all. Well, at this point, um, I wanted a part of estate planning has to do with avoiding tax. I mean, nobody wants to give Uncle Sam anything that we don't have to give to Uncle Sam. And good estate planning should be good tax planning. Now, uh, North Carolina does not have inheritance or an estate tax. We don't have a death tax in North Carolina. That's a good thing, okay? But there are potential federal taxes that, uh, you know, good estate planning will avoid. And, and sometimes it's not just avoiding a state tax for ourselves, but it's also what the things that we might do so that it allows our children to avoid a state tax as well. So, a few few pointers here that can be very helpful to families. Uh, and the first part that I'm going to mention uh, is for families of really good uh, wealth. In other words, they're better off than just well-to-do, if you will. And uh, nobody likes to say they're rich because nobody, I mean, most people, uh, even uh, when, when they have 20 or $30 million in the bank, they don't think of themselves as rich. Now, the folks with nothing in their bank account do think of those folks as being wealthy, but, but the fact is is that uh, most uh, there are very few people that really think of themselves as, as being uh, rich. But, so I use the typically term that better than well-to-do because most of us are in that well-to-do category. And here's the, here's the issue. 
Right now, the death tax exemption, what's called a state tax exemption, this year is over $13 million per person. Next year, in 2025, that exemption will be somewhere close to $14 million. Uh, now, there are not many of us that have estates that large, and and that 13 to 14 million dollars will be tr is true per person. So for a married couple, that means the husband's got that exemption and the wife's got that exemption. Okay, here's the problem: the feds are getting ready to wipe that out. <laughs> so, in in essence, those exemptions are coming down. In January 1, 2026 those exemptions will be a little over $6 million each rather than close to $14 million each. So guess what? Anyone who uh, has an estate that is today over $6 million as a single person or over $12 million as a married couple, they have a death tax problem. Okay, that, so here's the thing. They can avoid it by creating an irrevocable trust this year or next year. And if, in essence, a married couple, the husband can create a trust for his wife and children, and the wife can create not an identical trust, but one that has some differences but is similar, but benefits the husband and the children. So in essence, they both have their own individual trust that will flow down to the children and grandchildren eventually. Okay. And guess what? If they passed $26 million in an irrevocable trust, you have to understand that the gift tax exemption, because this is where you actually file a gift tax return, you can pass over $26 million into a trust for yourself and your children, basically your spouse and your children, I should say. Uh, and when 2026 comes around, if we're still breathing, then our exemption has dropped significantly, but we will have saved our children or, you know, if, if these numbers were accurate, we would have saved the, the difference between $26 million and $12 million, $14 million, at a 55% tax rate. So, you know, we're talking $7.5 million of savings that are... And so if our estate is in that kind of bracket... This kind of planning is a no-brainer, must-do type of thing unless you just want your children to have to pay a substantial amount of tax. And when you have to pay death tax, it has to be paid in cash within nine months of your death. Uh, even if you file an extension to, to file your estate tax return, you still have to pay the tax. It's works the same way income tax works. Uh, you might file an extension, but you still have to pay the tax on time, which is April 15th. 
So, and uh, your death tax works the very same way. You have to pay the tax within nine months of the date of death. Um, uh, even if you get an extension to file the estate tax return. Now, there's some other factors that go into this as well. And it's one of the reasons why when you lose your first spouse, in other words, when, you, when a married couple, when one dies, uh, oftentimes for folks who are well-to-do or better, uh, it actually helps significantly if they create a credit shelter trust for the, for the family, if you will, for the spouse and, and the children. And the reason is that if you do that, you are retaining a generation skipping exemption, which can be extremely important to your children. Uh, now, if you don't create a, a trust, a credit shelter trust, at that point, then, and, and most people don't, most people just do a sweetheart plan, it's at my death, it all goes to my spouse kind of plan. And if you do that, uh, while that works and it's simpler, you lose the generation skipping exemption of the first spouse to die. So when the, the, if the second spouse, if the surviving spouse creates a lifetime asset protection trust for their children, they only have half of what the generation skipping exemption would have been had the first spouse retained that exemption with a trust. So here's the thing. If your children are very, very successful, then it might be important for you to have all of that generation-skipping exemption so that what you leave your children will not be included in your children's estates. Uh, that can be a, a huge issue. Now, it works another way that makes a big difference. And for instance, I have very successful clients uh, and if their parents are still living, then it can be important to, to actually change the parents' plans where the parents' estate is not included in the successful child's estate. And, and I see that more and more today. So if, you're, if your parents are still living and we can avoid their estate being included in your successful estate, that can save millions of dollars in death tax. I think everyone is on board with that. If you would like to schedule some time to attend the free webinars that we mentioned earlier in this segment, you can go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button at the top of the page, register for the webinars happening Wednesday, February 14th, learn more about long-term care assistance, as well as asset protection and trust planning. WGALaw.com is where you want to go or call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. Short break and back, this is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. We'll be back after this.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Register for the webinars happening Wednesday, February 14th. Learn more about Medicaid, VA benefits, and lots of forms of financial assistance when it comes to those dealing with the long-term care crisis. Also learn about asset protection and trust planning by signing up for the WG Alexander and Associates free webinars. Go to WGALaw.com, click on the seminars button at the top of the page to register. There's no cost involved. A wonderful opportunity for you to learn more. WGALaw.com is where you want to go or call 919-256-7000. Out of time for today, but on behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong, and we're inviting you to join us again next week for another edition of Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day. Yeah.